Back, back to the beginning. Thursday. We had to throw it back to a little acoustic. Let's go, Brandon. Uh, we're rolling on Rumble. I've taken the time to make sure that we have no technical glitches today like we had yesterday. Uh, audio, good. Audio looks good. Uh, so changing up of schedule today. Today we've got, as always, uh, a good show, a good episode, a good day in life and reality. Fake fact checkers are added again. Associated Press. Fake news is added again. <sighs> Supplements are now uh, allegedly the cause of heart issues. We're going to get there. Wrong mic. We are almost good, people. That is you. It. That works. You son of a beasting. There we go. Oh yeah, we're back. We never went anywhere. We're just better with <laughs> better audio. There we go. Uh, it should be the proper mic now. Let's just say, uh, let me pull a little Sam Harris uh, TDS derangement dirty talk. That Trump bad man, so bad. He give me nightmares. When I close my eyes, I can see a thousand miles in every direction. There is no one more evil than Donald Trump. Osama bin Laden himself is a better person than Donald Trump. Donald Trump is the worst person I have ever met. And I have never met him. Okay, we're good. Uh, so the schedule was going to be, we're going to do an hour. I was going to bring in James Top. James Top, people. National hero. Or public enemy number one. Depends on who you ask in Canada. Ask the citizenry. Ask the people. James Top has been on the channel at least three times now. Marched across Canada, Vancouver to Ottawa, to protest uh, the repercussions that he suffered due to his unwillingness to submit to um, a certain medical procedure. The jab. The what Kieran Moore refers to as a therapeutic with a one in 5,000 chance of myocarditis within a certain age bracket, 18, 18 year olds. James Top is either a national hero, as uh, Wittrow says, or he's public enemy number one, a racist, a hate filled man, if you ask, anti hate Canada, uh, or uh, Justin Trudeau. He's going to come on right now. He is the last time we checked, he was marching back across Newfoundland. And now, um, oh, that didn't work. Now he's, I don't know, there's, there's news. I was told there's news and we're going to find out what the news is. Uh, I see him in the back studio. I'm going to get ready to bring him in. James, if you can hear me, get ready to come in. Okay, he's nodding. Let's do this. James, sir, how are you doing? A uh, bit of a grind today, but uh, we continue to do the business here of marching. Um, we're in New Brunswick. We just passed Fredericton not that long ago, and we're on our way to Edmonston. Um, we continue to do the business of educating the public about um, what has been going on 
within the federal government sector and how mandates have negatively affected, not just myself, by the way, uh, thousands, if not tens of thousands of federal government workers. And specifically now um, we're addressing the issue of Canadian Armed Forces but, uh, members, serving members who have been uh, subject to what is called a 5F release, which basically means you are unsuitable for further service. Uh, again, we had this conversation back in Newfoundland. We continue to to um, march to protest this, to raise awareness about the issue. There are a number of people within the Canadian population who do not realize the suffering that we have um, faced, that have been incurred on our members in the armed forces, individually, their families, the institution as a whole is um, facing significant structural stress because of the fact that we have um, this policy um, that has discriminated. It's discriminatory in nature, it is coercive. The folks who have decided to not participate are vilified, they're singled out, and they are forced out. This continues to happen. We are losing highly trained members of the armed forces from pilots, operators, and technicians to the man on the ground, the person uh, that makes things happen where the rubber meets the road, soldiers, sailors, airmen, um, all of these things are happening. And it is not widely known and it is not widely known how much this has affected the institution as a whole, operationally speaking. So um, we continue to raise awareness about this issue. And in doing so, we are subsequently vilified by our um, our corporate media. Um, the latest article uh, published by Global News on August the 18th is particularly egregious. And because it was so bad, we have decided to launch legal action. And that is the new thing. So again, it continues to be an issue of folks being negatively impacted, uh, are raising awareness about the issue. And uh, it's also important that we don't forget to speak about not just those person in the Department of National Defense, um, the federal government is across various sectors, corporate and other private sectors, you know, business owners who've had been forced to shut their businesses down. We continue to bring forward a potential solution called the three R's equals R. And that means repeal mandates, reinstate workers, grant restitution for wages lost. And we're gonna have what we need to see in this population is um, a repair of the divide. Again, I have continued to encounter this. We have a nation, a population um, that is divided by fear and alarm that they are facing day in and day out from various statements made by the corporate media and the government officials that support each other in uh, maintaining the state of fear and alarm. Um, again, this is the kind of a second front, if you will, that we are opening. I think it's time that those of us who have something to say and are vilified, that are censored in backdoor, um, uh, in a backdoor manner that we've seen in which we have a corporate media that either does not cover us or when they do, it's derogatory in nature. We have articles being written where you have guilt by association happening 
uh, in the URL, you have blatant defamation. Let, 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 me, let of, me bring it up, James. I think this is the article you're talking about, right? Good PR, why anti-hate experts are urging politicians to step up vetting practices by Rachel Gilmore. And I'll just go to the editor's note. Editor's note, the URL for this story has been revised to omit a reference to, quote, white supremacist, end quote, to avoid any misunderstanding that persons named in the URL are associated with that label. Is this, is this the original article, James, that if I'm not uh, misunderstanding things, effectively implied? So the, the fact of the matter is that the search engine optimization tags uh, were, are more than likely continuing to be used. The URL needed to be changed, done so. However, that was on the uh, public eye for a number of days before it got changed. And it wouldn't have got changed unless I and people who support me had pointed it out to Global News. <clears throat> what, what, again, what was the exact problem with the URL, if you could explain it? Because it's alluding to the fact, or it's alluding to a statement with regards to the one you just read. What was in the URL is this label. Okay. And, I, and I, I, I'm fairly certain I remember having seen it at the time, but I'm going to go double check my memory. Um, well, it, you can uh, actually, uh, if you decide to use the Wayback Machine, um, you can actually find the original article and what impact it had on the dates of the 18th, 19th, 20th. Mm -hmm. So this is the issue. Again, when you read the actual article in no time, despite the fact that my image is being used uh, without curing my face, of course, um, at our arrival in Ottawa, again, they are um, throwing up in a cloud of names and organizations, my name, so that the public is, is uh, under this kind of cognitive conditioning process where you have um, this guilt by association. Uh, when they hear my name, they automatically associate it with other nefarious individuals or organizations. And again, J James, let me, let me stop done. Can can you can you fix your audio? Uh, can you unplug or replug? I don't know how what we have to do. It went. It, it started getting very staticky. Yeah. Well, there's probably the fact that there's uh, a number of trucks passing us. So can you hear me now? That's nah, still. It's still uh, quite. Um, it's when you speak. It's quite staticky. So um, again, this. Yeah. Uh, again, we uh, we have invited uh, the Canadian public now. <clears throat> to participate in this lawsuit via Give, Send, Go. And why it's important to them is they need to understand that there is censorship in this country being conducted in a backdoor way. It is censorship by the corporate media and that anybody who is speaking out is vilified and denied a voice. So how can I be reported on without actually um, being given the ability to comment on the story? So Are you still with me? Yeah, you know what? We got you. We got you. I see you starting to walk. Um, so so bottom, well, let's just overview. You, you're off Newfoundland. You're walking through New Brunswick. You're marching through New Brunswick now, still trying to raise awareness. At the same time, we saw what happened uh, back with um, Jeremy McKenzie, who's now being thoroughly, thoroughly uh, dragged in the media, rightly or wrongly, depending on, depending on who you ask or depending on who knows what. Uh, they were associating you. Anti-hate was going after you. Got one of your venues or one of your events, he can still hear me, cancelled um, in Ottawa, uh, not in Ottawa, in Newfoundland. 
Uh, they got you, they got one of the venues to shut down, so you couldn't do what you came there to do. Now you're you're marching through New Brunswick, trying to schedule meetings, trying to schedule uh, stumps along the way. Yeah, absolutely. We continue to do so. We continue to pull back on this kind of um, this bullying going on by these organizations, this labeling, the referencing, and uh, just hold on. You got to say hi to these folks over here for a yeah. second. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read that article once once we're done here, just to highlight some of the. Yeah, yeah in, in no way was I ever consulted or contacted. Hi there. I just I got to get going here. I'm on the uh, live stream. Thank you for stopping and saying hello. Thank you. Thank you. Where are you guys from? Okay. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I wonder if these people oh, sure. know. <laughs> They're being viewed by thousands and thousands of people. Yeah. And this, this is yeah. fantastic. It's the difference between being Thank a politician in a $3,000 jacket on the steps of the Capitol Hill and being an actual citizen walking the streets with the people. Um, that's amazing, James. So you're going you're gonna to try to make some stops, try to get some, make some waves in, in the good sense, but refresh everybody's memory and inform those who don't really know what did the anti-hate group, anti-hate Canada, funded by the government, what did they do to you? And what was the context surrounding the release of that, the publication of that article by Rachel Gilmore in Global? Well, it was uh, members, okay, who had identified themselves as being um, partners, affiliates, associates, uh, members, uh, what have you, um, with, a, with a Twitter feed, uh, whether or not they're actually real persons or not. Um, they, uh, with regards to the individuals in Newfoundland, um, they encouraged business owners not to do business with us uh, or accept our money in order to uh, host the venue. Um, I can speak to uh, two examples in uh, St. John's, Newfoundland, in which, you know, what they do is um, they call the business up, um, align, or make statements such as, this is going to be bad for your business. Um, how do I know this? Because they have said so. They have said and are proud of the fact that they had got these venues canceled um, because they have called organizations uh, try to call us, um, um, you know, label us as these extreme characters. And again, it is uh, uh, effective in a way to those who don't know who I am or what I'm doing or do not want to take the effort into finding out what is happening. Because we have um, the online space is a force multiplier to these individuals. Um, they can make any statements they wish with no significant repercussion. Uh, again, um, you know, I don't uh, follow anti-hate or any of its uh, Twitter feed. Uh, we have an existence on Twitter to announce various events. Um, you know, it is, it is occasionally uh, the attacked by these folks. And again, um, they post articles or make such posts that are derogatory in nature within their sphere of uh, influence. And again, misrepresent what I'm doing and what I'm about. Y you know, this is um, at no point in time has any of them ever contacted me directly. Uh, they're more than willing to do so. I'm more than willing to have a conversation with them to understand exactly why they feel this way. 
what's it going to take um, for us to establish uh, some meaningful communication here outside of just standing on the sidelines and shouting uh, insults? This is not uh, conducive to a free society, uh, to a functioning democracy. Um, this is, again, and I made a special video about this issue and with regards to the Global News article, um, when such extreme labels are attached, it, uh, it has an ability to cause a disconnect in those that are susceptible to these things and make them act irrationally and, uh, or on the spur of the moment. Now, uh, as you can tell, I'm on a, on a highway here marching in protest. I have a significant number of safety devices to minimize our risk. However, um, we are at risk. Uh, it's widely known what I'm doing. I have a GPS receiver on my backpack. The type of claims that are being made are derogatory. And again, it is inciting negative emotion in people. And should they decide to act on it, then I don't have much of a defense against it. It's it's ironic, you know, from from the crowd screaming stochastic terrorism, and Rachel Gilmore, unless I'm mistaken, is in that crowd screaming stochastic terrorism, uh, and then running around labeling people white nationalists, white supremacists, uh, and and you above all, you know, besmirching you, defaming, slandering. Uh, so what did you do? Did you send a lawyer's letter to Global? Yeah, that's what we're in the process of doing. We have again, we started up this. You know, the legal fees will be significant. We started a give, send, go. We have a retainer agreement that is going to be paid. We have six weeks from the time the article was printed to send a letter. And um, I, I just want to put something out there, okay? With regards to Ms. Gilmore, uh, I am open to a conversation with you at any time. Uh, please contact us at CanadaMarches at ProtonMail.com, CanadaMarches at gmail.com. I'm more than willing to entertain a discussion about the issues of why I'm actually doing what I'm doing. Furthermore, hold on, uh, James, I, uh, James, James, unplug your mic again. Re reboot your mic. Sorry, it's, it, if something goes wrong, it's not wind, people. It's, 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 it's a technical... He said that mic needs to be... Uh, and, and I can tell because it reboots on my end. I'll just wait for a second. This is kind of the most important part where we need, we need it to be clear as to what's being... There you go. Yeah, I don't know how how my how my reading now. Uh, now it just got better. Now hold on, let me just lower your volume before you do that. Okay, go for it. So you were extending an invitation to Rachel Gilmore. Yeah, absolutely, and I and I I recognize um, her efforts as a journalist. Um, I I question some of her uh, her her techniques. However, again, I would like to get more of an insight into what she does and how it works and. Um, you know, this is something that I understand, too, that she may be placed in a difficult position or have been placed in a difficult position because of these articles. She is expected, I think, to write these things. And um, in doing so, you know, it's it's not helpful to either one of us. So I again, uh, you know, let's have a conversation about what I'm doing and why. Um, so, OK, so you're. Um... You are now lawyering up. You have to send a letter within six weeks, August, September. So you have some time. Uh, I, I forget if that six weeks, is this, is that a statutory requirement uh, depending on the province? I, I believe so. Within the, the litigation law with regards to defamation lawsuits, 
there's a number of back and forth that has to happen within a certain time frame. So six weeks, uh, you've identified the letter, you've uh, made the assessment that is defamatory in nature, uh, letter gets sent to the publisher. Um, they are asked to take the article down. Uh, they have, I think, 90 days to consider it. Uh, if it doesn't happen within that time frame, then the lawsuit goes forward. Mm -hmm. uh, I'll, I'll pin the link to the GoFundMe after this, uh, just so people can support if they so choose. Um, okay, and, and it's interesting because they've they've already issued something of a of a, a say. Call it a correction. I'm, I'm sure it was very very widely publicized. Uh, I'm trying to find the history of the URL. What's your next stop, James? Well, um, unfortunately, uh, not long ago, there was a passing of a good friend of mine. He actually put us up at his property, uh, veteran Tyson Bowman, Bowen, uh, retired sergeant. Uh, he had a property uh, where he was turning into a resort for veterans called Real Canadian Recreation, named after his uh, regiment that he served in, the Royal Canadian Regiment. Now, he had released from the military after 15 years. He opened his property to veterans so that they could come there with their families in rural Nova Scotia, enjoy some peace and quiet, some time away and, and unwind and participate in activities outdoors and other social events so that, you know, they can just, um, they can vent. They have an audience. They have somebody that will listen to them. They have a place where they feel welcome. Um, this is what he did. This is his legacy that he left for us because uh, unfortunately he passed away suddenly. So we're going to head back to Nova Scotia and celebrate his life on uh, Friday. And uh, then we'll head back and resume marching probably in and around uh, Woodstock, uh, New Brunswick. Okay. Uh, is there, I, I've just linked your Give, Send, Go. And if I said GoFundMe before, scratch that. No one should ever use GoFundMe again. Give, Send, Go. It's in the link and I'll pin it. Uh, James, is there anything you want to mention before we leave? Anything that we forgot to talk about or anything uh, you want to leave us with? Yeah, I don't I don't think so. Again, um, uh, Tyson Bowen, uh, his obituary is up. You can learn more about him. Um, uh, donate in his name, if you wish, to organizations such as uh, Wounded Warriors and Veteran Farmers. Um, you know, he, he went, he did a lot. He enlisted a lot of aid. He made it aware of, you know, the issues facing veterans. He himself suffered from PTSD after two tours in Afghanistan in 2007 and 2010. Um, you know, this is, uh, this is a prominent issue. The number of service personnel that I know um, who have taken their lives, I've lost count, okay? So it's something that should be uh, probably uh, brought to the public's attention as well. But other than that, uh, we continue to do what we're doing here. And, um, uh, you know, educate yourself. This is what this is about. You have a corporate media spoon feeding you fear and alarm on a daily basis. You have officials echoing that. People don't know what to do. They're confused, they're afraid. They fall into a state of apathy and that leads you more susceptible to being led down the wrong path. And in order to fight against that, we need to educate ourselves, be courageous, um, take some kind of action. It's got to be peaceful. It's got to be nonviolent. You're not going to accomplish anything any other way. And there needs to be a sustained effort, a 
Okay, you can't just mail a letter, send an email, not receive a response, and then expect, you know, uh, throw your hands up in the air and say it's all over. Um, and that's all I would like to leave everybody with. James, we will be in touch. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go through that uh, Rachel Gilmore article in a, in a second. Uh, Godspeed. Keep on keeping on, and we will we'll catch up when there's stuff to catch up on. Sure. All right, man. Be safe and have, have, have a good one. Thank you. Thank you for having me Any on pleasure. again. Any, anytime. I think Wounded Warrior um, is a specific... Uh, it's a specific platform. It's a specific uh, charity. Okay, uh, people. We're going to end it on YouTube and then bring it over to uh, Rumble right after I read these two super chats before we go. I heard liberals and NDP are buying conservative memberships to vote for Jean Charest to prevent Pierre Poilievre from winning. Wouldn't put it past anybody. That's, there's, a, there's a problem in the system when, when it can be done that way. I want to support on Rumble, but the playback is broke. I want so badly for them to fix it. I also only see repeating memes for your live feeds. You shouldn't. When it goes live, the placeholder video uh, becomes the stream. Okay, we're going to end it here. Take it over to Rumble. So there's 1,533, oh, 1,541 people here. Go on over to Rumble. The link is in the pinned comment. Uh, the GoFundMe for James is right there. If anybody wants to support, uh, I'm going to go ahead and put the link one last time to Rumble right here. And now, oh, cheers to Viva Fry's tears. Trudeau is God. I'm sure, I'm sure in his mind he is. All right, people, we are ending it on YouTube, going to Rumble exclusively now. All right, people, let me just make sure that we're still live on the Rumbles. We are still on the Rumbles here. We will make sure, close this down, go here. I will speak like the Klaus Schwab when I make sure that we are still live on the Rumbles here. There we go, there we go. Okay, we're good. Uh, I see uh, a $20 Rumble rant from Second Amendment or Die. Long time support, long time super chatter, first time Rumble rant. Congratulations on your Rumble partnership. Thank you very much. I'm going to miss the chat while I uh, futz around in StreamYard, but let's just, uh, you know, for the sake of it, so that everybody can know what it is that we're talking about. Uh, James Top is contemplating legal action as a result of an article uh, written by Rachel Gilmore. And um, let's just see what it says here. This is the article from August 18. Good PR. Why anti-hate experts are urging politicians to step up vetting practices. Yep. Are they going to do that with Jugmeet Singh when he meets with uh, separatists for, you know, who, who may have endorsed violent activity? They're going to do that with Justin Trudeau when he meets with convicted potato files. Convicted pedophiles? Is he going to do that with Justin Trudeau when uh, you know, he takes pictures with, I don't know, certain names, which I won't even name? Oh, let's, 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 see, let's see when we apply this standard of vetting. Each and every individual, a politician who runs from, you know, coast to coast to meet Canadians. Let's see what's, how they apply this standard of conduct. I'm sure it's going to be evenly. I'm sure it's going to be politically neutrally. And I'm sure it's going to be fair above all else. Editor's note, the URL for this story, the URL has been revised to omit a reference 
to white supremacist to avoid any misunderstanding that the person they suggested was a white supremacist who is in fact not a white supremacist is not a white supremacist. To avoid any misunderstanding that persons named in the URL are associated with that label. Oh, oh, you're, you're, you're updating the URL after having, after having defamed someone uh, I would say both directly and indirectly, or I would say even, I don't know, how, what is that, subcon- is that superliminal? Is that like subliminal and then there's superliminal? We're just going to put in the URL, in the URL, uh, James Top. Oh, you still got far right in the URL. Oh, that's nice. Right there. You still got far right in the URL. But at least you took out white supremacist. Thank you, you noble, you noble beings, uh, journalists. Oh, you don't see the URL that I'm highlighting. That's great. Whatever. In the URL, people. Do you see the URL? Do you see the URL? No, you don't. Anyhow, in the URL, it says, Global News, Stephanie McAvoy, March, James, Top, slash, far, slash, right. They still got him as far right in the URL. Before politicians attend any event. It's standard practice for them to look into who is going to be there. Oh, really? Oh, really, Rachel Gilmore? When they have town hall meetings and anybody can show up uh, other than security, you think it's their obligation to look into who is going to attend public events. Oh my goodness. Though the techniques used for this, this screening process might vary. Some political strategists say, yeah, typically it's security and not public vetting of social media profiles uh, and whatnot. Unless, of course, you just don't want Pierre Poilievre having a big crowd. So you make it impossible to vet everyone who's going to be at a Pierre Poilievre event. Justin Trudeau, I have no doubt, has no difficulty vetting the three people who come to his events because they're probably donors. I have no doubt that Justin Trudeau, who can't get a crowd unless it's a crowd to heckle him, would have a much easier time vetting people who willingly show up to his events. Mistakes can lead to embarrassing gaffes at best, they say, and widespread condemnation at worst. Who's guilty of the widespread condemnation? Look what they made us do. The journalists are saying, we had to, we, it's widespread condemnation that we are spearheading. Look what they made us do. We've seen it on all sides of the political spectrum. No, we haven't. No, no, nobody went after Jagmeet Singh in any meaningful sense. Nobody went after Justin Trudeau in any meaningful sense. Why? Hmm. I can think of 600 million reasons why. Okay, yada, yada, yada. Politicians absolutely have a responsibility to research and figure out who is the person who's putting this event on. Different, yeah, different. I mean, that's just good PR. Why wouldn't their team be looking at who the organizer is? Okay, that's, that's different as well, to some extent. And if they do look at who the organizer is, were they okay with that? Stephen McAvoy, who self-described on social media as the Ottawa organizer for a march against COVID-19 mandates, that took place on June 30th, was named on the City of Ottawa permit application as primary event contact. Oh, okay. In 2018, McAvoy spoke to us at a small protest, which local media at the time described, oh, the local media described it as such, and therefore it is, as anti-immigration and anti-Justin Trudeau. Oh, the local media described it as such. I guess this means that nobody can ever uh, meet with, uh, um, oh, geez, Maxime Bernier. Because the media called him anti-immigrant, racist, xenophobe, whatever. The media gets to label you, and then they get to demonize anybody who meets with a person who the media has labeled 
probably wrongly, if, I, if, I, if I'm just operating on, on, on historical averages. Uh, we open mass immigration, open borders, new world order, and Sharia law, it claims, is what this guy said. On a YouTube channel, Dubois can be seen having a fireside chat with the self-described white nationalist Kevin Goudreau, who has a swastika tattooed on his chest. Goudreau attended the protest. That's probably not what you want to be doing. Uh, although, knowing what was the nature of the interview, it's possible to scrutinize bad people. I mean, has, has Rachel Gilmore ever interviewed anybody who has a swastika tattoo? Have, member, have journalists interviewed people who are unsavory characters? Not knowing the context which they're not giving, uh, these are questions I would ask. Global News also obtained a number of screenshots from McAvoy's social media. In one post, she says it was just weird that a Muslim woman rang up at the Victoria's Secret store. In another, she proclaims that she is pro-Proud Boy. Was this before Proud Boys were declared a terrorist organization in Canada? Questions I would ask. The march McAvoy helped organize centered around a man named James Top. Oh, so now James Top is guilty of the sins of everyone else who is, seems to be guilty only through association. A Canadian soldier who has spoken out against the federal government COVID-19 vaccine requirements uh, and is now set to face a court martial. Oh, that, that sounds so t- tell, tell us why. Tell us why he's set to face a court martial who has been walking across the country to draw attention to his opposition to vaccine mandates. So that's, what, that's one way of describing it. Or he's marching across the country to raise awareness for constitutional rights. That's another way to describe it. It's all, all a question of perspective. While the permit application itself was denied, the city says it wasn't submitted in time, among other reasons. The march went ahead as planned. Four people were arrested after Top arrived at the National War Memorial in what Ottawa characterized as an interaction during which they said an officer was choked. Four people. It, do you know how, how many people get arrested in Ottawa on a daily basis? Just asking obvious questions. Four people were arrested when James Top marched through Ottawa, and now we're supposed to conclude that James Top is guilty of some something by association. I don't know what it is, but throw enough together, and people will connect dots that don't exist if, if you ask us to. Before the march arrived at the war memorial, a handful of politicians, including conservative leadership candidate Pierre Poilievre and Maxime Bernier, briefly walked alongside the group. It's unclear whether they were aware of McAvoy's role in organizing the event as multiple requests for comment and follow-up attempts were left unanswered over the course of more than two weeks. It's unclear if Poilievre and Maxime, who showed up to support, presumably, James Topp, who was marching across Canada to raise awareness for constitutional rights and the abuses and, I'll say, inhumane uh, uh, punishment that military men and Canadians have been suffering. Were Pierre Poilievre and Maxime Bernier, when they showed up to support James Top, aware that someone who organized the event had social media posts from four years ago and hosted an interview of a man with a tattoo on his chest? Is that your question, Rachel Gilmore? If it is, I'd like to know. Is that the question? I think that's the question. (laughs) Were they aware when they showed up to support one man that someone who had a hand in organizing the event had various social media posts from years ago? Hmm. Where did the article just go? Questions about political vetting. The June 30 marches far the first... 
The June 30 march is far from the first time politicians have come under criticism for people associated with events they've attended. I know it's funny how the media just picks and chooses when to make hay out of the fact that someone who might have organized uh, something way back in the day might have done something unsafe. It's funny how Rachel Gilmore, if I may ask, have you done this type of scrutinizing with Justin Trudeau and the intimate photographs there exist of Justin Trudeau and convicted pedophiles. Have you done that, Rachel Gilmore? Why not? Prime Minister Justin Trudeau faced a firestorm of criticism in 18 when, when a convicted failed assassin was invited to a reception he attended. That same year, oh, by the way, you, you say it was a firestorm of criticism. That's, that's an interesting way of describing it in 2022. That same year, NDP, NDP leader Jagmeet Singh was forced to disavow Sikh separatists after extreme elements showed up at the same rally he was attending. Can we see evidence of the disavowal? Earlier this year, after attending a so-called Freedom Convoy protest, conservative MP Michael Cooper released a statement condemning Nazism because a flag bearing a swastika flew behind him during an event with CBC News. Oh, okay. If politicians don't do due diligence before attending a rally, he added, it could send a message to those in attendance. What message could it have sent to those in attendance of James Top when presumably nobody knew anything about this individual McAvoy's social media post from four years ago? What message could it send other than the message this media wants to pretend it sends by saying, look what we found. We found a bad apple in the bunch. And if you don't disavow this apple, that's... That's a, a dog whistle to everyone else that you tolerate this. That, that's the only reason why it's problematic, because dishonest and disingenuous journalists want to weaponize what is a statistical inevitability. It's probably a statistical inevitability that at any given public event, there's going to be a number of people with, with unsavory backgrounds, probably. You know, in, the, in the same way they faulted Pierre Polyèvre for having shaken hands with Jeremy McKenzie. If we want to operate, we'll grant them their premise that Jeremy McKenzie is a questionable uh, Diagalon founder. Uh, that's the standard they want to create. Oh, he shook hands with this guy, Jeremy McKenzie. He should have known who he is. Now that we know who he is, if he does not disavow him, it means he supports white nationalism. And we get to run these hit pieces and weaponize it to discredit them. Oh, there's obviously a, a very large difference between the tools available to the members of the government in Canada and tools available to everybody. Oh, who cares? Okay. According to Susan Smith, a liberal strategist and a co-founder of Blue Sky Strategy Group, it would be, quote, impossible for political staff to screen every single attendee of a large event like a protest or a march. Still, she said, any good leadership team is checking out who's organizing a particular event before you make a decision that your candidate, uh, that your candidate is in attendance. That keeps going on here. Multiple requests for comment were sent to Poilievre over the course of two weeks, including two follow-ups, were left unanswered. McAvoy also did not reply to Global News' request for comment over the same period. Hmm. You got to ask yourself a question here, uh, journalists. If nobody trusts you enough to even talk to you because you pull things out of context, uh, bastardize statements, uh, maybe, you're not the, maybe you're not such the good guys in all of this. I mean, w when one has a history of dishonesty... Some might say you'd have to be stupid to engage uh, with people who you know have a proven history of dishonesty. Bernier's team also did not request, did not respond to a request for comment. Smith said if the Global News was able to learn details about the March's organizers, however, political staff likely would have been able to do the same. It's highly unlikely that the leadership themselves would be making those phone calls to find out, she added. 
But they should be asking those questions and they should be making the decision. Hmm. What a beautiful way to ensure that politicians just simply cannot attend rallies of a certain nature, simply cannot attend uh, rallies for their political base because the dishonest and disingenuous media is going to go in there and find some unscrupulous element of someone directly or indirectly associated with the protest, with the event, so that they can then demonize anybody who attends it. That's how the game works. Rachel Gilmore, uh, I can tell you one thing. Uh, there's a lot of people on earth, on both sides of the political, political spectrum, who have questionable elements of their past. And it is not, uh, it's, it, it is a game of certainty to be able to play this game at any event you want to and ignore it at any event you don't. But uh, there's a whole montage of Justin Trudeau taking very intimate pictures with very, very questionable people. Oh, but a firestorm in 2018. Bullcrap. Bullcrap. Anyhow, that's what's coming out of Canada. Uh, I'm going to close this down here. Just reading the Rumble chat. Going to refresh and make sure everything's good there. Oh, but don't worry. So that's the Canadian side of the update. And by the way, stay tuned because I might have a very interesting story uh, tomorrow. Um, you know, I, I wanted to report on an article, but I, I don't feel comfortable reporting on the article unless I can speak with the subject themselves to make sure that what I've read um, is accurate and um, what I've read is accurate. And to ask some questions that I would like to ask that I haven't uh, seen other people ask. Let me just see one thing here. Are we, are we sharing this now? No, we're not. Hold on. Share. Share screen. Just want to see this uh, Justin Trudeau picture with... Oh, look, at, let's, let's see what the fact checks have to say about this. Which, which fact? This is fact check. Disinformation campaign falsely links Justin Trudeau with pedophilia. Was it, was it because of the picture of him with uh, an individual who was a convicted pedophile? Was that why? AP. Oh, no, this is a oh, Associated Free Press. A disinformation campaign, 2022. Oh, no, what, what year is this article? This is 2020. This is two years after the, fi the firestorm. A disinformation campaign in Canada continues to link the repeal of lawmaking. Oh, okay, we're going to. That's not what we want, anyhow. That's not what we want. Um, photograph. Let's just see here. Wow, it's, it was such a firestorm. Uh, such a firestorm, I can't even find it. Photo with... It's amazing. Such a firestorm. Such a firestorm, I can barely find an article on this. Here, let's just see here. Uh, True North, fake news according to the Canadian government. Seven times Trudeau met with pedophiles, terrorists, and extremists. Trudeau and convicted pedophile Ben Levin. Okay, that's one. Uh, Trudeau and neo-Nazi Andrea Parabui. I mean, I, I, this is what the True North is saying. I, I have not vetted all these individuals myself. Trudeau and convicted pedophile Terry Lowe. Trudeau and convicted pedophile Peter Douglas. Trudeau and anti-Semite extremism Amin El-Moed. Trudeau and terrorist Jaspal Atwal. Trudeau and Joshua Boyle. Firestorm. 
Rachel Gilmore says what happened in 2018 was a firestorm and you'll be hard pressed to even find an article on it. Shay, Mr. Curmudgeon, here's the article so you can go read it yourselves, everybody. All right, that'll do it for the Canadian side of things. Uh, American side, speaking of fake news. Speaking of fake news, look, I like it when I, uh, I like it when predictions come true. Everybody likes it when their predictions come true because it makes them feel smart. It's not, it's not a question. When you make an accurate prediction, it makes you feel smart. Uh, when you make uh, a bad prediction, you forget about it and you move on and you wait for a, an accurate prediction so you can feel smart yet again. You will recall, um, in, which filing was it? It was the Justice Department's response. Oh, I'm sorry, no. It was the Judge Cannon's order in response to the Justice Department's response to Donald Trump's motion for uh, injunctive relief appointment of a special master. In that judgment, uh, the judge concluded as a matter of judicial fact that Joe Biden, the president, the incumbent president, had asked NARA the National Archives Regist- National Archives Registry Act had asked NARA to uh, communicate documents to the FBI. The, the same. I want to get the. I want to get the video. The same. Um, the same. The, the same White House that said they had no knowledge. They had no advanced knowledge of. Uh, the warrant, the raid. I believe this is it. This is it. This is Viva Inception. This is Viva. Live streaming. Viva live streaming. Response to Robert Gouveia. Robert Gouveia. 2022. This is from the court order. We're just going to go over the facts. This is from the judgment of the court. It is now a judicial fact that in May 2022. NARA informed Trump that it would proceed with providing the FBI access. NARA, who's in discussions with Trump about these boxes of documents that NARA says belong to them, and Trump says, no, they belong to me. They say, NARA says to Trump, we're giving the documents to the FBI at the request of? To the records in question, as requested by the incumbent president. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. Joe Biden. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Was the president or anyone <laughs> at the White House aware of that search warrant? or had this? And then this is what the White House had said at the time through press secretary and now confirmed liar uh, Jean-Pierre, Karine Jean-Pierre. The White House or the president been briefed in the aftermath of that search warrant? The no, the president was not briefed, did not, was not aware of it. No, no one at the White House was given. Uh, no, it's like, it's like a, it's like a, it's a song. You want to you go crazy wordsmithing. They'll weasel out of it. They will weasel out of it because of the phrasing of the question. Watch again. President we don't need to watch it again. We'll just, how are they going to weasel out of it? President was not briefed, did not, was not briefed, was not aware of it. That depends on what your definition of it is. No, no one at the no, White House. No, no, no. No one in the White House was given a heads up. That's true because when you're the ones giving the order, you don't need a heads up. You just gave the order. Forget it. We've heard enough of that that lunatic. Um, so I, I, that was my prediction. That was my prediction. Uh, it, it was a very tough prediction to make because, again, past his prologue, when Juan is dealing with dishonest fake fact checkers, you just have to say, well, if I'm dishonest and I need to cover a bad fact, 
How am I going to spin it? That's how I'm going to spin it, people. Oh, look at this. FBI, FBI, AP fact check. Judge's order doesn't show Biden ordered FBI search. We all know that. We all knew that. Because that's not how corruption in modern times works, people. You'd, the corruption, I've talked about it over and over again. It's, it's not the briefcase of cash anymore. It's, you don't even have to promise. You don't even have to say it. You know what needs to be done. The corrupt entities know what needs to be done. Biden doesn't need to say, FBI, go out there and get me that gosh darn warrant. That's not how corruption works anymore. So when the White House comes out and says, we didn't know about the warrant. We didn't have advanced warning about the warrant. We didn't have any follow-up meetings with the FBI after the, we, no, no, no. Well, we know what they're saying. And we know that it is a pathologically disingenuous way of circumventing the truth, which is that Joe Biden knew what was going on. He was basically directing it. When Joe Biden, the incumbent president, tells NARA to hand over the boxes to the, of the documents, the impugned boxes or the impugned documents to the FBI, he knows damn well what he's doing. The FBI knows what the president is doing. Nobody needs to say it. They're not, Joe Biden's not asking NARA to hand the boxes over to the FBI so the FBI can have a picnic. They're not, he's not asking them to, to hand it over to the FBI so the FBI can look it over and then come to an administrative decision and say, yeah, these are the documents that are, are, are records for NARA. Here you go, end of it. He knows what he's doing. We know what he's doing. The FBI knows what he's doing. They all know that we know that they know that we know what they're doing. It happens. And then they say, well, I, do, I never told them to execute a warrant. I didn't know about it. I didn't have advanced knowledge of something that I was orchestrating. They didn't follow up with me afterwards. No. Claim a federal court in the legal dispute over government documents held by President, uh, former President Donald Trump shows President Joe Biden ordered the FBI to search at Trump's Florida home. Hmm. You know, even, even the way they're phrasing it here, it's actually even more dishonest. Because some might say that when, when Biden tells NARA to hand the documents over to the FBI, that's exactly what he's doing. But that's the claim. The federal court said Joe Biden ordered the FBI to search Trump's home. Oh, no. AP assessment. False. It's false, people. Go on. Go home. You're done. Stupid conspiracy theorists. You fools. Monday's court order does include the phrase, as requested by the incumbent president, but it's not related to last month's search, August. It's not related to August search. What he said in May, when he told Dara to give the boxes to the FBI, it wasn't related to the warrant that was executed in, in August. Nothing, it had nothing to do with it. And you have to be stupid and a conspiracy theorist to think that that's exactly effectively what it was. The phrase comes from a May letter from the National Archives denying Trump's request to delay turning over documents to the FBI. Because by the way, just to add a little... Uh, just to add a little more corruption to all of this, uh, Trump was saying to, the, uh, to NARA, I'll give this stuff to the FBI, just let me go through it and pull out confidential solicitor-client privilege, uh, what I deem to be executive privilege documents. I'll do it, just give me a little more time. Incumbent president says, no, 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 no more time for you. I'm telling NARA to give the documents to the FBI, but I didn't know they were going to raid his house. I thought they were going to give them back. 
The letter states that the archives made the FBI aware of the documents after determining some of them were considered highly classified. They knew that well before, by the way. That's, that's outright misinformation. They knew well before. In the judgment itself, for anybody who's bothered to read it, they knew, I think it's at least as of 2021, if not as of February 2020, uh, 2022. The FBI then requested permission from the White House to access the documents, which Biden granted. He didn't, he didn't grant the warrant. Can you believe this? The facts. U.S. District Judge Aileen Cannon. People are petitioning to have her uh, impeached or they're filing complaints. I forget what it is. I'm not sure if she's, a, she's an impeachable judge. They're filing complaints. It's, it's the mob mentality going for the cancellation of a federal judge. Oh, no, it's a state court judge. It's a state court judge that they don't like. No, it's a federal court judge. That was my problem. No, it's a district court judge. <laughs> Sorry. It's a district. Okay. Uh, they're going after her now because they don't like the court order. This is, this is, by the way, you can't only love your country when you win. You can't only love the judicial system when you win. And when you lose, go after the judge. Th this, is, this is the hypocrisy. This is the confession through projection of the people marching around saying, you can't only love your country when you win politically. But you can only love your judicial system when you win judicially. And if a judge issues an order that you don't like, Cancel that judge. That's what they're trying to do to Judge Aileen Cannon right now. She granted Trump's request for a special master to review documents seized by the FBI from Mar-a-Lago on August 8th. She also temporarily halted the Justice Department's use of record. Got it. We already did that. Okay. Conservative outlets and social media users quickly seized on that phrasing as evidence that Biden had been aware of the FBI's plans to raid Trump's Palm Beach resort and, in fact, had ordered it. Something he and his administration has steadfastly denied. Do you see what they did here, by the way? Do you see what they did here? They say conservatives were saying that it showed Trump was aware of the FBI's plans to raid and had, in fact, ordered it. Something he and his administration steadfastly denied. They steadfastly denied having, in fact, ordered it. And my point is that it would be stupid, juvenile, and disingenuous to even purport that he would have to order it. That's not how it works in that world. Everyone knows it's wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Comment dit en français, le clin d'œil. It's eh, the wink of an eye. I know what needs to be done. You don't even have to tell me. But they coupled it with the statement that uh, that he was aware of FBI's plans to raid the Trump resort. When he told NARA to give FBI access to the documents, what did he think was going to happen? As requested by the incumbent president, Rasmussen reports tweeted, Joe Biden initiated the Mar-a-Lago raid, which is true. He initiated it by effectively, or by ordering NARA to give the documents to the FBI. That's not initiating the raid the day of. That's, admit, that's initiating the process. Then lied about doing so to Americans repeatedly. Let that sink in. Yeah, I, I'll say that I'll, if I'm going to fact check that, I'll say that's, that's hyperbolic. Uh, I would say contextually, uh, I'm going to presume what they mean here. He didn't have to sign off on the warrant. That's not how it works. He doesn't go tell the FBI, get a warrant. He says, get those documents. And he did. And then he said, I didn't, I didn't order the warrant. Okay. I didn't get debriefed after the fact. Okay. But I told, but did, did I tell the American people that I told NARA to give the documents to the FBI? No, it, it took a judge to say that. Pro-Trump websites also ran stories on the ruling's apparent revelation that were widely shared on social media. Yeah, but the phrase in question is only a partial quote. Okay. Wall notes that the 15 boxes provided by Trump in January 2022 included classified, 
In January 2022, like I just said earlier, they knew that it contained classified national security information, including top secret. They knew it well before May. That prompted her agency to inform the Department of Justice, which then sought and was granted access to the documents from the White House. Oh, they, oh, under the Presidential Records Act, any requests for presidential records held by the National Archives must be approved by the president, not archive officials. Oh, okay. How far down does this go? Oh, my God. For the same reasons, I have concluded that there is no reason to grant your request for a further delay before the FBI and others in the intelligence community begin their reviews. Wall's letter concludes. Accordingly, NARA will provide the FBI access to the records in question as requested by the incumbent president. Okay. The Biden administration declined to comment on the record Tuesday, but pointed to its prior statements on the May letter. Yep. Spokesperson. Karine Jean-Pierre has argued that the missive, if anything, illustrates how removed the White House... Of course it does. It was so removed, it was the White House itself that asked the National Archives to give the documents to the FBI. So removed. Like, we don't understand how this all works. It shows the DOJ made a request for access to an older set of documents independently, and the White House affirmed it, which is standard, she said, at an August 29 briefing. And when the former President Trump uh, attempted to assert executive privilege to block the FBI from... Accessing the documents, assessing the document, President Biden deferred to the National Archives and the DOJ. Oh, he deferred to the National Archives and the DOJ when it said, accordingly, NARA will provide the FBI access as requested by the president. Oh, that, that's, that's not deferring, that's requesting. It's so easy. It's so easy to predict how dishonest actors are going to act dishonestly. It's just a matter of, it's just a matter of options. Which one are they going to go with uh, in, in order to, uh, you know, carry on with their dishonesty? Let's see. We got Kenzie67. Rumble Rant says, you can say Nazi now. You, you are clashing with Rebel News, by the way, 12 p.m. Eastern. I know it is hard to find a time, but it is Canadian news. It's not hard. It's impossible. It's impossible. If you look at live, I, not that I didn't, I didn't know. That might be my fault as well. Uh, it's just impossible. You got Crowder in the morning. You got uh, Ruben who goes live. Bottom line, it'll be here afterwards. If people don't watch this now, they can watch it afterwards. Um, oh, oh, hold on. Someone says it's not hypocrisy. It's not hypocrisy. It's hierarchy, but I can't freeze the chat to see who sent it. The, the, the rumble rant. It's, I'm not your guy, buddy. Good. It's not hypocrisy, it's hierarchy. You, you just, you knew they were going to do it. You, and, and in this case, it was just obvious how they were going to do it. He didn't order the warrant. He just ordered NARA to provide the documents to the FBI. Whatever happens after that. I can't put my fingers in my eyes. Hear no evil, see no evil, speak no evil. Except we know exactly what's going to happen. That's how it's initiated. And then we're just going to tell everybody, I had nothing to do with anything. I didn't know anything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Pathological. But I would expect nothing less from an individual who says, when I said Kemp and Trump stole elections, that's totally not comparable to people now not being allowed to say Biden stole an election. Uh, speaking of um, speaking of oh people wanting to make up stories. Stephen King, I don't know what Twitter is is it's it's a it's an environment that tries to get people to fight with each other. 
Not fight with, it, it seeks the conflict for engagement. I mean, for obvious reasons. If everyone, and, and, and I think it's for the better. If everyone just agreed with each other, oh, you're so good, that was such a great, great game you played, great speech, it would be boring. It would not advance discourse. Stephen King, who doesn't just write fiction um, in his uh, professional life, he writes fiction in his social media life as well. Stephen King wrote, when evaluating Republican candidates now backing away from their make all abortions illegal positions, when evaluating Republican candidates now, oh, backing away from their, quote, make all abortions illegals, end quote, position. So now he's saying candidates, Republican candidates are no longer saying make all abortions illegal. They're going to say some exceptions and whatever. Remember the lies, lies that Brett Kavanaugh and Amy Coney Barrett told when questioned in their confirmation hearings. Chat, just remind me who the top two are because I can't find this. I couldn't find it right away. So I, I asked uh, Stephen King. I don't, I don't expect to ever get a response. Just what were the specific lies? Be specific, video or direct uh, untruncated quotes. Just what were, what were the lies? What were the lies? I didn't get a response, but I, fishing through his feed, I found this. Let me just see in the chat if anyone's going to tell me who the first two people are. Um, who are the first two people? Stephen, Stephen King thinks Oswald killed Kennedy, and he wrote a story about it. He is a piece of garbage propagandist from day zero. Uh, so if any, uh, let me know who the first two are, but it's, those are not the relevant ones for this. This is when, this is what people think is the lie. They lied under oath, impeached them. You can't just love your country when you win, and you can't just love justice when you win. Say the people who want to impeach members of the Supreme Court of the United States because they don't like their rulings. Hmm. Hypocrisy, confession through projection, but let's just see what the lie is. Brett Kavanaugh. Brett Kavanaugh says, I mean, I just lost it. It's settled as precedent of the Supreme Court. Okay. That's not a lie. That's, that, that, that was true. That was true. It was settled as precedent of the Supreme Court. Okay. Did he say, I will never reconsider the issue on a going forward basis ever in my tenure as SCOTUS? If he did, uh, I would suggest that that would be unethical conduct in confirmation hearings to take a stand in advance as on an as of yet litigated issue that is merely hypothetical. I mean, I, I'm, not, I'm not stupid enough to even be that disingenuous to say uh, that I would hold that against them. Even when... Um, Kenji. Oh, geez, I've lost her last name now. Uh, the Supreme Court Justice, who, who doesn't know what a woman is, uh, when she said, I'm not, I'm not commenting on potential future cases. That's not how it's done. As a lawyer, you don't give opinions based on you know, inadequate, insufficient, or non-existent facts. You just don't do it. So asking someone, how would you rule in the future on a case, it would be unethical for them to answer. I would expect nothing less from them. It's settled as a precedent of the Supreme Court. Yeah. Does that mean the court shall never in the history of America going forward reconsider settled precedent? No, that's not what it means. And that's not what he said. What did, what did, what did uh, Amy Coney Barrett say? Roe versus Wade clearly held 
that the Constitution protected a woman's rights to terminate a pregnancy. Now, I don't know if that's her exact direct quote. I didn't look it up. I'll just operate on the basis that it was, that it is an accurate quote. Roe v. Wade clearly held that the Constitution protected a woman's right to terminate a pregnancy. That, that, that's probably a perfectly honest, a perfectly accurate statement. And the problem is that it might have wrongly fabricated out of whole cloth, out of the Constitution, a constitutional right that did not exist in the Constitution. That might have been a problem with the decision. It might have been a problem that Ruth Bader Ginsburg herself acknowledged. This, these statements are 100% true. At the time they were made, it was precedent of the Supreme Court, and it clearly held that the Constitution protected a woman's right to terminate a pregnancy. The only problem, the Constitution doesn't contain any such right. It was read into the existing right to privacy, and according to many a legal mind, including ones on the left, the political left, it was a bad decision. It was a bad decision, like some of the other bad decisions that have been court precedent, until the court says, we are now revisiting bad SCOTUS precedent. They lied. People use the word lie a little too freely and a little too dishonestly, ironically enough. Uh, yeah, Stephen King is a moron. Let's just read, reading some of the chat. Uh, the shriek from the so-called masterclass. They shriek from the so-called masterclass as they lose. Yeah, so that's that was Stephen King, and that was just uh, something that I thought was of, of interest. Uh, for the day. All right, let me pull up the next article, which is the next news of the day. I mean, B Bannon can't seem to stop getting in trouble because people can't seem to stop. Oh, no, no, here, I, I think this was it. Let me see this. This Warnings is. Warnings about society to heart and decide to do something about it. Oh, here we go. Conservative <laughs> leadership frontrunner Pierre Poliev came under fire this past weekend after an image of him shaking. He came under fire that we placed there. He came under fire that we, 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 we thrust on him. Hands with Jeremy McKenzie. I think this was the stochastic terrorism that I wanted to reference before, McKenzie, I think. The founder of a group known as Diagolon emerged. Now, Polyev says he shakes hands with tens of thousands of people and he can't possibly background check them all. But what exactly is Diagolon? Basically, it's a group of live streamers that made up a joke country based on the states and provinces that at the time didn't have mass mandates. It started as a meme. Their pretend vice president is an evil goat. But during their hours long live streams, Diagolon members have warned about a looming societal collapse, which they blame on the government. And they'll call for something to be done about this without saying what. This is what worries extremism experts, especially after what appeared to be Diagolon patches were found alongside a bunch of weapons the RCMP seized in Coots, Alberta earlier this year. Because while this group says they're just joking around, the experts say followers might take the warnings about society to heart and decide to do something about it. Read more at globalnews.ca. No, thank you. Um, yeah, that, 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 that is loosely referencing the term stochastic terrorism, which is, you know, say things and someone does something. Okay, that's not what I wanted to bring up. Let's bring up the next story here. Uh, do, we do, do we do a quick lighthearted one? Let's do a quick lighthearted one just to cleanse our palates after that. Uh, th this was, I don't know who these people are. Andrew Blake. Let's just see who he is. Senior political reporter writing for The Fix at the Washington Post. That, that explains everything. Okay. Puts up a picture. Look at these. Look at these animals at these Trump rallies. Four images from Trump's rally in Pennsylvania this weekend. Middle fingers. 
oh God, if I, if I had a producer, I would, I would cue Reverend Lovejoy's wife. Won't somebody think of the children? You got four pictures here, undated, no context. Um, four, I mean, I don't even know what's going on there. That person broke their hand and that doesn't look good. That's swelling of the hand. That looks like a bad break or surgery. Uh, and this guy right here, don't even know what they're giving the finger to, for, at, don't know context, don't know date, but I'll just operate on the basis. It was at a rally with tens of thousands of people. Middle fingers. Oh my goodness. Look at this. Four images from Trump's rally. In, it's literally, it's literally MAGA Republican extremism. They, they sh we should, we should illegalize the middle finger. Uh, rage, rage. Just, I just Googled it. And it's not that I found a random image. I never knew that a uterus giving the middle finger was a, was a, was a thing for pro-choice uh, advocates. I didn't know it was a thing. It's a thing. A uterus giving the middle finger. Uh, setting aside all the other images that I came across as well, I just thought this was quite funny. said, I hope Aaron Blake never goes to a pro-choice rally. He'll have nightmares. He'll have PTSD like a Kunzman after firing a weapon. Uh, not a weapon, I should say, a firearm. After firing an AR he had PTSD, um, a uterus giving the middle finger. It's, it's, it's terrible. I mean, if these people, if these people are barbarians for flipping the bird, and I don't know at what, if someone's sticking a camera in someone's face, uh, you might, if, if CNN shows up and puts a camera in your face, you might expect this reaction. I wouldn't do it because I wouldn't want that being an image of me on the interwebs. But uh, there, there, there could be context. There could be context. Or it could just be four people raising their middle fingers at a rally of 10,000 people. Uh, but what's good for the goose is good for the gander. So anybody wearing this shirt, we should call it uh, pro-choice uh, magas. Pro-choice maga? I don't know. You, you know what I mean. Preposterous. But it's, it's, again, it's more hierarchy. We can give you the finger when it's a uterus doing it because it's for something benevolent and it's for something about rights. Rights. Uh, but my goodness, if I see people giving a finger at a pro-Trump rally where they might very well be talking about um, fake news, about Biden's red, what was it called? The red sermon? Yeah, if it's about that and they're giving the fingers, oh my goodness, am I going to, I'm going to take that to social media and say, they're all bad. MAGA Republicans, that they run around giving the finger to everybody. It's horrifying. It's terrible. And won't someone think of the children? Hmm. Okay, and now we've 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 uh, we've cleansed our palate. Let's just go into the the next. They must think we're idiots. Stories of the day. We started off with fake news, fact check, spin. Now we're just going to fact. We're just going to fake news. Where was it? Where was it? Oh, for the love of goodness! Did I didn't close it? Did I? Oh, come on. No, it's right there. It's right there. It's an article. So I'm looking for an article. I'm not looking for a tweet. Well, that would make sense. Here we go. Cardiologists. When it starts with cardiologists, you know you're about to get potentially misled. And when it starts with climate change, you know you're about to get misled. Look at this, people. They think we're idiots. Some of us might be idiots. And others of us might be idiots. Uh, from Business Insider. Article, September 7. That was yesterday. 
a cardiologist, by the way, this is how they also hedge their bets. It's not cardiologists. It's not science. It's not a statement. It's just someone saying it. A cardiologist says she's seeing a rise in 20-somethings with heart arrhythmias, okay, caused by herbal supplements. People, I was following right up until there. A cardiologist says she's seeing a rise in 20-somethings with heart arrhythmias. I'm, I'm, I'm with you, cardiologist, uh, because we all know this. Caused by herbal supplements. Okay, all right, all right. I'm not saying she's a quack and a hack and a liar. I'm just saying I'm thinking it right now, but I have an open mind. So let's just go read the article and just see. Uh, let's, see the, let's, see the, let's see the evidence to substantiate this claim. Cardiologists told Insider people under 30 are developing heart problems. Okay. Oh, from taking herbal supplements. Do you remember when they said causation does not equal correlation? Uh, correlation does not equal causation. That mantra, who, who, who spouts off that mantra? Uh, when it's when it's scientifically medically convenient, we know who, we know when. Now, that's not to say that I'm going to then say, well, I can say correlation equals causation in certain circumstances, but not in others. I'm just saying uh, I actually don't apply correlation to causation ever. I just sort of apply uh, changes in behavior to new phenomena. Are taking herbal supplements a thing of? Are, are, is it a new thing? We'll see. We'll see. Maybe I'm just. Maybe I'm. I'm. Maybe I'm black pilled. Like you know, like Alex Jones said, I'm in a state of psychosis where every, I I see conspiracy and everything. I see lies everywhere, even when they're telling the truth. Common supplements like fish oil and bitter orange have been linked to heart problems. Over when loose federal regulations mean supplements may contain unlisted risky ingredients. Oh, as of when? I, d- I doubt this is a new phenomenon within a year or two. Have you experienced health problems or had a patient experience health problems due to supplements? I don't, we don't give a crap about anybody else. If you have arrhythmia, myocarditis, pericarditis, and you think it's about something else, piss off. I don't want to talk to you. Heart, supplements, supplements. That's all we care about. Does that include therapeutics, by the way? <laughs> Cardiologists are sounding the alarm on herbal supplements, which are giving their young patients heart problems. Oh, we, we are arguing from a foregone conclusion now. California-based cardiologist, Danielle Bellardo. I am going to have to go check the social media of this doctor afterwards and just see if they have any political leanings. Said the most common cause of heart arrhythmia or irregular heartbeat presenting in her 20-something patients. 20-something. Wow. I love, I love how... Some studies, which only have a few thousand people, are not big enough, but 20-something patients stems from taking herbal supplements. It's possible. A lot of center patients come in taking herbs like bitter orange and ephedra, both linked to irregular heartbeats in case studies and clinical research. Irregular heartbeats in case studies. It's not always straightforward to sort out which compound is the culprit. Oh, (laughs) But it's straightforward to find out which one is not the culprit. That we know. Since Bilardo's patients often take multiple supplements, have they taken anything else? I'm just wondering. Have they taken anything else? And the supplement trend is growing faster than researchers can keep up. This is drawing on the cusp of what we know with regards to herbal supplements and arrhythmia, Bilardo told the insider. Since there's such poor regulation of the formulation, the purity, and the efficacy of these herbs, herbals, we don't, know, uh, we don't have any robust literature to tell us exactly what's causing what. But we know what's not causing it. Let me, just, let me just see something. Yep, exactly as I thought. Fauci 
jab word appears exactly zero times in this article. However, a number of Americans taken dietary. Yeah, yeah. Now Bilardo says she has started probing her patients on what over-the-counter pills they take, and she isn't alone. Can we ask what over-the-counter uh, uh, therapeutics they take? After tweeting out at her 70,000... Oh, so she's got, she's got following. Dude, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go... The internet's smarter than me. You'll get the answer faster than me. I'd like to, I'd like to know other tweets that this doctor has tweeted. Uh, she was seeing young people sick and... After tweeting out to her 70,000 followers that she was seeing young people sickened by supplements, she went out and then tweeted out to her 70,000 followers that she had 20 patients with arrhythmia that she concluded were linked to supplements. But someone's going to have to tell me why this is not quackery of the highest order. I, I, I have 20 patients, which is not very many. I can't really tell what's causing what, but I'm going to go tweet out to my 70,000 followers that I'm seeing young people sickened by supplements. She had other cardiologists, ER doctors, and internists around the country say that they've experienced the same phenomenon. No shizzle, people. If it's not climate change, now it's supplements. Oh my gosh. Martha, another California cardiologist and president-elect of the American Union, is among them. Galati told the insider she is concerned that many people falsely believe taking natural supplements. Okay, that, that's, that's a totally separate issue. Uh, Bellardo mentioned trying to evidence support for the benefits of risk supplements. I don't care about the discussion about supplements. There are questions, there are question marks on other supplements, such as, I don't know, and even Trump, uh, the herb might have caused arrhythmia in some cases. The herb might have caused arrhythmia in some case studies. Bellardo said, including one 2022 report that suggested the herb caused arrhythmias in a 73-year-old woman. The heart condition stopped when she was no longer taking ashwagandha. Reaches a found link between Anna and Anna. I love the conclusion, though, by the way. Be an informed consumer. Don't be influenced by social media. Oh, it'll be funny if Gulati has certain avatars in her social media handle. I have, to, I have to go see. Be smart about what you're putting into your body and do a little bit of research about it. I'm sorry. Wasn't there just an article that says, don't do your own research? <laughs> just because it's sold over the counter or give it away for free. <laughs> yes, people. The sudden increase in arrhythmia, uh, it is solely the result of supplements or climate change. Or, uh, or, or, or what, what else, what's, what else is there people? What else have they used? Do your own research, except when it comes to something else. Uh, it's, don't think just cause it's being given away for free or it's over the counter that it's safe, except when it comes to something else that is unquestionable. Oh, okay. We got some rumble rants. Uh, Ken Leist says it occurred to me that the B for Bibetta image was to help Democrats push him out of push him out in a primary it occurred to me that the b for bedetta image was to help democrats clinton push him out in a primary i don't know who that is what that is but thank you for the rumble rant uh zook 65 says evening all you must be in overseas great link with spreading the word men whose deeds are spread by words of respect thank you very much pasha moyer i can see it based on the avatar i think the 20 something is a descriptor of age, not count. Oh, okay. Well, thank you. Well, I'd like to know how many patients she has. It might, it might be less than 20. I, either way, that's the demographic. That's the demographic that we know. 
uh, is potentially problematic when it comes to certain things. Herbal supplements is the new one. It's amazing. Call me, call me cynical, but that's, that does not pass the smell test, let alone the litmus test. Okay, I'm going to close the Stephen King. Got a couple more stories. Uh, what, what is everybody up to today? How is everybody doing? Are we having fun uh, being gaslit and, and, and lied to day in and day out? Do your own research, except when it tells you some things. And then if you believe it, you're a conspiracy theorist. It's not because it's over the counter, because it's safe. Oh, okay. Let's go see what's going on with uh, Steve Bannon. Can't seem to get himself. He can't seem to keep himself out of trouble. He keeps breathing and he keeps, um, he keeps doing business in states that seem hell-bent on uh, going after people for political reasons. I mean, we, how many times have we heard Barnes uh, tell us that um, O'Keefe, Project Veritas, Bannon, get out of New York, don't do business in certain places where you are going to be politically targeted, uh, you're not going to have a snowball's chance in summer of getting a fair jury, and yet, I don't know, people are stubborn or, or have, people love it. Uh, here we go. Yes, it's Fox News, people. Steve Bannon surrenders to New York authorities to face money laundering conspiracy charges. Steve Bannon claims he and former President Trump are being targeted by the criminal justice system. Yeah. Who, who, who would disagree with that? No, no, the only question is whether or not you believe he's being legitimately and validly targeted, because he is being targeted, just as a matter of fact. Former Trump White House strategist Steve Bannon turned himself over to New York authorities to face state charges. Yep. Got the, he got the federal pardon, but look at that. I think we can find we can find some charges at the state level to circumvent that pesky little that pesky little pardon. He was charged with six counts in all: money laundering in the second degree, scheme to defraud in the first degree, conspiracy in the fourth and fifth degrees. All for, all from you know same set of facts. Oh boy, uh, Bannon was expected to be released on no cash bail and surrender his passport. It seems like, I mean, Bannon is not fleeing the country that he is so vigorously fighting for. That, that much is for certain. For anybody who knows Bannon, I don't know Bannon, but I think that I think people who do know Bannon would say that of Bannon. A source familiar with the case told Fox News, he found out about the indictment a week ago and they called his office. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is, and, and I'm surprised there was no morning raid. Why, why no six o'clock morning raid? Too much? They've already done it? <laughs> That, or they've already swatted him three times in the last two weeks. Bannon pleaded not guilty to federal charges of conspiracy. So he pleads not guilty just days after being swatted um, three different times by deranged thugs from the New York City inspired by the Biden administration to assassinate me by police. The Soros-backed DA has now decided to pursue phony charges against me 60 days before the midterm election because War Room is the major source of the MAGA grassroots movement, Bannon said in a statement. Do we want to go through this? What is this? The grand jury indictments? Eh. Let's just see if we do it real quick. Oh, Bannon in his statement claimed that he was being targeted for his politics and that authorities would have to kill him before he stopped fighting. I am proud to be the leading voice on protecting our borders and building a wall to keep our country safe from drugs and violent criminals. The War Room show will be more vital, more intense, more urgent, and bigger this time. He said in a statement, they are coming after all of us, not only the president and myself. 
I'm never going to stop fighting. In fact, I have not yet begun to fight. They will have to kill me first. The Washington Post, citing anonymous sources, reported that the state criminal case would resemble an earlier f- attempted federal... Oh, wow. That's great. This is the one time I'm going to trust an anonymous source because it's common sense. Is there an anonymous source, Logic 101? Is there an anonymous source, a fifth grader, who has a basic understanding of civics? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think it's going to... We're just going to take it. I'm going to switch the word federal for state. We're going to find the state statute. And uh, we're going to go press him into the state because he didn't get a state pardon because uh, pardons are only federal and not state. But who'd have thunk? Great idea. In a separate case, Bannon was found. Oh, then we got the contempt. And he's got his uh, sentencing coming up in October. See, now I've lost the documents. Here, let's just see if there's anything of interest in here. How do I open this? No, no, no. Yeah, it's not going to work. Ah, whatever. I'm going to keep that open and I'll look at it afterwards. So, hey, no, no, no. He, he, Bannon can't keep himself out of trouble because they won't leave him alone. M- m- this time they've got him, people. This time they've got him. All right. And then, look, one more coming out of Canada the stabbing. The stabbing spree that the, I'm not even going to say it left 10 people dead. 10 people were killed. And, and, and there's an element to this story that above and beyond the horror and, 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 and shocking, uh, the shocking terror of the story itself, the, the, the kick in the groin, like the lemon on the, the, lemon on the wound after, you all see that uh, true romance when Christopher Walken is interrogating uh, Dennis Hopper and he cuts his hand with the knife and then he, 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 he pours alcohol on it. This story in and of itself is, is devastating, just horrendous. 10 people stabbed to death. Uh, on a Cree reserve in Saskatchewan. Uh, one assailant was found dead, apparently from not self-inflicted wounds. And the second assailant who had been on the run, I guess for four days when this was written, gets arrested and then dies in police custody from medical emergencies. And you read, you read, this, you read the story and it just doesn't make sense. This is from CNN. When was it updated? So Thursday, so it's updated at five, five o'clock this morning. So it's, 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 it's I guess it's, unless there's news today and there might be, Saskatchewan mass stabbing suspect underwent medical distress and died after his arrest, police say. I don't want anyone to, you know, m- misquoting me. Uh, the issue here is not that the individual, uh, that, that we need to preserve the life of violent, evil murderers, period. That's not, that's not the, the point here. The point is, how does this happen? Uh, the, the the explanation coming from the authorities, and how does it happen every time? You know the 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 Nova Scotia shooting. Man, you know, gets killed. The dead the dead tale no tales. In the Nova Scotia shooting, we we don't know how he withdrew four hundred and fifty thousand dollars cash from a, from a bank, which he did. Just, if anybody doesn't know the facts, go look it up. Dead. The other one died, not self inflicted. I, I I imagine they had a falling out, or I don't know a pact. And um, this guy gets dead, medical emergency, after there's a photograph of him being handcuffed with six officers behind him. How does it happen? Where are we going to get the answers from now? Miles Sanderson, the suspect of the mass stabbing in Canada, died Wednesday after going into, quote, medical distress after his arrest, according to the RCMP Assistant Commissioner Rhonda Blackmore. Sanderson's death means both suspects in the attack that rocked the Canadian province of Saskatchewan are now dead. Sanderson's brother, Damien Sanderson, was found dead. Sanderson's brother, Damien Sanderson, was found dead a day after the attack with injuries that were not believed to be self-inflicted. 
Both brothers were wanted in connection with the deaths, the, the murders of 10 of the stabbing victims. But when asked by a reporter if Miles Sanderson was the one who carried out the killings, they don't have, they don't have that information yet. The events leading up to Sanderson's death began with a call at 207. Yada, yada, yada. Uh, it was reported that he stole a white Chevrolet Avalanche truck and tried to flee the property, and the RCMP issued an emergency alert. Over the next 45 minutes, RCMP received more than 20 calls about potential sightings of the truck. An RCMP officer eventually saw the truck going at least 150 kilometers an hour and was located in a nearby highway. Fine. To ensure the safety of the drivers on the highway, the vehicle was directed off the road and into a nearby ditch, Blackmore said. So if he sustained injuries in the arrest, would they have said that? That's one explanation is some people are hypothesizing he consumed something and then you know had a heart attack or an overdose later. That's a little bit more far-fetched than was he injured in the arrest? And if he was, why couldn't they specify that? Police confirmed the driver was Sanderson and took him into custody. A knife was found inside the vehicle. Shortly after his arrest, he went into medical distress. Nearby EMS were called to attend the scene and he was transported to a hospital in Saskatoon. He was pronounced dead at the hospital. After all life-saving measures were, we are capable, were taken, yada, yada, yada. He went into medical distress. This, this term comes up four times in this article. Comes up four times in this article. She would not comment when asked whether the administration of Narcan was one of those life-saving messages, uh, uh, measures, suggesting he died of an overdose, I guess. I can't speak in a more specific manner of the death. It's going to be part of the autopsy. Okay. All but, and then all but one victim is from the James Smith Cree Nation. The 10 victims ranged in age from 23 to 78. And all but one are from the indigenous community of James Smith Cree Nation, according to the authorities. Just, just horrendous. Just horrendous. You have, you have this horrendous story going on in real time. Uh, you have what seems to be, uh, I'm not trying to be dramatic, a society that is being pulled apart at the seams, a society that is being d- crushed from the highest levels down. And in the wake of this, this is, this is not satire, people. This is, this is a prime minister of the country, and this is what he's tweeting. This was 16 hours ago. Update. You all recall there was a, a cell cell reception outage last summer oh no yeah we're in the summer it was it was recently and people lost cell service i think it was rogers people couldn't even dial 911 they couldn't even place emergency calls this is a tweet from justin trudeau yesterday as there i think at the time the manhunt was still going on if it wasn't it was it had just ended update following minister champagne's meeting with them this july canada's telecom companies have reached an agreement to ensure Canadians can reach loved ones, access 911, and conduct business transactions in the event of an outage like Rogers this summer. More here. You notice how they, they just throw the worst one just in the middle. Hey, in the event of an outage, your Canadian government, we're there to protect you. We just thought of this. You should always, we should always make sure that you can access 911. But in the event of outages, We'll make sure that you can contact loved ones, access 911, and conduct business. We're there for you. At the, at the time when there's literally a, a, a killing spree and a manhunt going on in Canada. And, and you know what the ultimate 
the ultimate irony of all of this. Justin Trudeau's telling, oh, we're, oh, we're there. We're, the government is there to protect you. After, how long has the phone been around for? I don't know. How long has the cellular been around? After decades, we've, 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 we've just realized it's, it's probably a good idea that um, you should always be able to call 911. And I, 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 I pointed out, and some people are like, what's, what's the correlation? It's, like, it's, it's tactless, first of all, and it's absolute incompetence, second of all. I just had a great idea. Maybe when you dial 911, you should be able to access 911. The problem is this. I don't know if I tweeted about it at the time. 911, Ottawa, hold. You know what the irony is? Let's see if this was it. When I was in Ottawa, no, that's not it. When I was in Ottawa for the protest, documenting the protest, and one day when I was documenting the protest, I was driving in and out. Um, I was driving in and out of Ottawa on a daily basis. Uh, my car got towed one day. So I, I tried to call 311, which is like their, their highway service. And that was just, it was, it was looping through and then disconnecting me. And it was a Friday afternoon. I had to get home. Uh, I, I dialed 311. I was like, what do I do? I called a bunch of people. They said, well, I'm going to have to call 911. So I call 911 and I'm ready to say, not an emergency. I just don't know where to find my car that has been towed. I had access. I had my cell phone. I reached 911. I was put on hold in Ottawa, dialing 911. No one on the other end knew it was not an emergency. I was put on hold and I went through four autoplays of a recorded message before finally getting a dispatcher. Justin Trudeau's tweet should say, after thorough consideration and uh, realizing how important it is to be able to reach 911 in the case of an emergency, I'm going to work with telecom companies to make sure you could reach 911, uh, unless, uh, you know, and, and then when you do, uh, I'll worry about whether or not 911 is able to take your call because I've, I've deployed them, I've dispatched them to deal with a, with a protest where people dialing 911 can actually not get emergency services because I deployed at the time that that occurred thousands of police officers to downtown Ottawa. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's incompetence, top to bottom, left to right, Diagonal on across, diagonal across, and this is the government that we're relying on to um, to keep us safe. What, what does everyone say? Is this is this is this a government that you rely on in judgment, in ethics, in competence to keep you safe? I rather uh, I rather take care of that myself if, to the extent that is possible. Oh. Someone says there was a man I interviewed who left and later was arrested by police, took a cyanide pill and died. Crazy sad. Well, there was that, um, the Serbian guy who during his trial drank poison during the trial and died. I, re I remember that. Couldn't, couldn't believe the video that we were watching. Uh, so we got the car, we got the, uh, we got the arrhythmia. I think that was, uh, I think those were the stories for the day, people. Cardiologist, Steve Bannon. <laughs> okay, no, this is another one. It's not funny, actually. We're going we're gonna to read this because MAGA Republicans are the threat, the existential threat to the soul of America. Uh, and we're just going to give a pass to those Democrat politicians who stab journalists to death <laughs> because they don't like the stories um, that they wrote about them. Look at this. 
Did you do this? Tell us anything? Why did police tow away your vehicle? Do you have a comment? Uh, we're going to read the story just so you know the the details. But this is a jerk. You know what? Hold on. It, we'll, we'll read. We'll read the article and then we'll get back to this uh, because it's it's like it's quite a, it's quite ironic. Police arrest county official happens to be a Democrat, from what I understand. It's just it's just funny that you know not enough people are <laughs> talking about this. Clark County Public Administrator. Uh, Robert Tuss was arrested on suspicion of murder Wednesday evening in the fatal stabbing of a Las Vegas Review journal reporter, Jeff German, whose investigation of the politician contributed to his primary election loss in June. The stunning development came a day. Just want to make sure they're watching. We're reading the same thing here. It came a day after Las Vegas police asked for the public's help in identifying a suspect in the case. An early morning, yada, yada. Police arrived at Telus's home on the Spanish Steps Lane in the Western Valley, Wednesday and blocked off the nearby streets. Shortly before 9 a.m., police released a statement saying they were currently serving search warrants in connection with the homicide investigation. They provided no further information until Clark County Sheriff Joe Lombardo told the Review Journal at around 6.30 that Tellus had been arrested. Shortly before that, a Review Journal photographer captured an image of Tellus on a stretcher as he was loaded into an ambulance. Okay. Um... That's the context. At around 5.45 p.m., an officer walked by, walked a young boy and girl, both wearing backpacks across the street. Okay. Red Hills remain. Okay, whatever. Then you got a journalist who's going to this, this guy at, before he's been arrested, but after he's been interrogated, presumably, asking them, oh, something went wrong. Asking him if he did this, something went wrong. Nurse. Eh, okay. Uh, German spent months reporting on the turmoil surrounding Tell's oversight of the public administrator's office. The 45-year-old Democrat lost his re-election bid in the primary after German's findings were published. German, or is it German? I'm an idiot. Also had recently filed public records requests for emails and text messages between Tellus and three other county officials. German, 69, was found dead on Saturday morning outside his northwest Las Vegas home. Police said he was fatally stabbed during an altercation the previous morning. Private service were held for him. Okay. So, I mean, it's, it's a terrible story. And then you get this. Comment. Did you, murder? Did you do this? Did you tell us anything? Why did police tow away your vehicle? Do you have a comment? Journalists confronting the man, asking him if he killed a journalist who reported negatively on him and cost him his, his election. Yeah, man, that's uh, gotta give give credit to the to the to the journalist with the mic getting up in there to get the story to get the question out. Uh, this was clean up. He was an he was an investigator on the level twenty seven on the LV. Shooting. Interesting. Okay. The queen is dead. Long live the queen. I don't want to say this. Did the queen pass away? Last time someone did this with Betty White. Oh, mourning the monarch. Queen Elizabeth passes away at 96 with royal family by her side after battling with health issues. If people will mourn, you can't get much luckier than 96 years 
of life, passing away peacefully, surrounded by family. The queen is dead. Yeah, that was from, uh, sorry, the first one was from Orenthal G. Mudbone. No, I just lost the first one. That one was from Orenthal G. Mudbone. We got Kenzie 67 says, Queen Elizabeth II has died peacefully. Long live the king. Well, that's interesting. Okay, well, that, that, that'll be the news cycle for a little while. Everyone in the chat, don't worry, Viva. It's legit from Nature Love. It's, uh, I, I, I had heard the rumors that she was ill. Um, we'll see what happens with the world now. I don't know, I don't know what um, constitutional impact this has. Uh, yeah. We'll see. It will definitely be in the news cycle for a little while. People, oh, and I just got, I just got a, a notification from Nate the lawyer. He's live. Queen Elizabeth has died. Uh, don't expect me to continue... Um, Streaming about the queen having passed. It's uh, life is finite to have lived to 96 years with the life of the queen. You cannot ask for more out of life. When my grandmother died at 103, I think the only thing she could have asked for more out of life was not having had the senility issues for the last significant portion of her life and to have lived a little longer with her husband, my grandfather, who passed away. In- in 81. So my grandmother lived 81, 91, 01. She lived nearly 30 years without her husband. That's uh, she was never bitter about it, never resentful, but she lived. I, I don't know if she lived longer without him than she was married to him. But if, if, if you're going to complain, if you're going to say, I have a source of complaint, that'll be it. Um, Okay, let me just do one thing here. Share. I'm going to go share. I'm going to bring up my Twitter feed and make sure we've, we've caught everything. And so far, the transition people from Rumble, from YouTube to Rumble, it's been good. Yesterday, we had near, we were just so short, like 170 people short of 10,000 live for the Sydney Watson live stream. And it was great. I heard my wife listening to the Sydney Watson live stream this morning. Um, so it, it was, it was great. But the, We'll work out the hiccups, the glitches, and whatever. People might not love the format because what I do now is tomorrow I publish this entire stream on YouTube. So there might be some overlap for the first 30 minutes and thumbnails and whatever, but it's beautiful. Uh, Let's see that. Just make sure we got everything. Just make sure we got all the news. Okay. Associative. Oh, this. Oh, I said it and I'll say it again. Politicians think they are the new gods. They think they are the new rock stars. AOC on the cover of GQ wearing $3,000 jackets in a photo shoot, taking pictures like she's Cleopatra reigning over the lowly citizenry. Uh, My father says, you know, if you want to drive a Ferrari, don't become a teacher. And there's nothing wrong with being a teacher. It's a very noble thing. But if you want to live a life of a rock star, don't become a teacher. That's just period. If you want to live the life of a rock star and a god, you should not become a politician. The problem is it is the new, it's the new rock star. Politicians are the new celebrities. They're the new filthiest rich people on earth. They're the new most privileged class on earth. They are the new gods. They stand like gods. They act like gods. And they think they are above justice like gods. Look at this picture. Oh, it's, it's, it's beautiful. It's be- okay. It's beautiful. I mean, I, I don't, I'm not into these things anymore. I'm a married man. That part of my brain is shut off. This is self-idolatry. And then I tried to make a meme, but I suck. 
I mean, this is what it needed. <laughs> so I, 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 I took the arm out and then I rotated it and then I put a little cut out of a bolt. This is it. I am a God. Behold AOC. You lowly peasants. When I'm out there fighting for social justice, I got to look good. I got to wear a $3,000 jacket, whatever the heck it was. It's, it's, they, they, when I say they've lost touch, it's because they've lost touch. They view themselves as holier than thou, above all else, above all others. They view themselves as gods and they erect monuments to themselves as though they were gods. Uh, TikTok. Okay. Oh, th- this was the picture of the arrest, by the way. So uh, unclear if the individual took methamphetamines or OD'd, whatever. But that's the picture. And then the next thing is dead. Okay. Okay, we did. Oh, there, there's, there's the jacket. Pronza Schule. Oh, I wonder if Klaus Schwab uh, likes his style. There you go. This is, this is AOC. Looking like... Uh, okay. It's just, it's, it's just, it's satire. It's satire. I don't know what just happened there. It doesn't matter. All right, people, we've covered it all. We've done it. We've talked about it. We've uh, informed ourselves. We have uh, enlightened ourselves. Thank you all for being here. Uh, I think we have, we have some, uh, uh, we can't do a white pill every day, people. You know the rules. Conduct yourselves in such a way that would make your parents and your children, real or hypothetical, proud. You cannot go wrong. Do not succumb to primal urges to give the finger. Fingers relatively innocuous. Do not, do not give them what they want, what you know they want, what they know you know they know they want. Do not give it to them. This is, this is uh, a battle of ideologies that can, in fact, be fought with and won by relentless, incessant mocking. Because if it didn't have an impact, uh, they wouldn't lash out twice as hard or afterwards. I see a Rumble rant from Noma. Viva, please notify Rumble live streams, including yours, are glitchy in some parts of the world. Have to use a VPN to hear smooth stream. Screen grab, and I will let Chris Pavlovsky know. Okay, good. People, what time is it? It's nearly two o'clock. I'm going to go have Red Bull or coffee or Mate Libre. What is it called? Yerba Mate or, or Yerba Mate. <laughs> oh my God. So Mike, the V-dub says, oh my God, she's so glamorous. Almost as glamorous as great leader, Justin Trudeau. The, the, she, it complains about being sexualized. Complain? No, I'm not. No, you can't date me. Complains about being sexualized, and then does an actual photo shoot, uh, so that people can say how beautiful she is. Uh, the same article was not, you know, was not particularly nice to, um, or did not characterize what Alex Stein, Primetime ninety nine, did. Apparently, they were, uh, you know, taking it a little too seriously, uh, or taking uh, AOC's description of what Alex Stein did a little too literally. But it's that no. The chat says no Red Bull. Okay, fine. Yerba Mate. It'll be Yerba Mate. Um, no, just, just dress. I'm a, I'm a model. I'm a superstar. I'm a rock star. I'm a god. No, you're a congresswoman. The government are the servants of the people and not the other way around. And they've all forgotten it. Justin Trudeau running around with a $15,000 use. I don't know how much that watch costs new. 
designer socks, $15,000 watches, jet setting around the world. It's not to be belittling or demeaning. They are servants of the people. They are public servants. That's what government is. You want to be a rock star? You want to wear $3,000, $15,000 jackets if you're Hillary Clinton's, you know, in Hillary Clinton's shoes? Don't go into politics. That's not what it's for. That is what corrupts politicians. And that's why we've seen a level of insidious, pervasive corruption and hierarchy of the political class to the citizens they are supposed to represent. Okay, done. Rant over. With that said, people, go enjoy the day. Exercise. Talk to people out there. Exchange and interact with people in real life. People are beautiful. Life is beautiful. Don't forget it. Twitter is a cesspool of darkness, but it's a good place to get the news and material to react to. Go. Get out of here. Enjoy the day. See you tomorrow for sure. Peace. How do do I end this... (laughs) 